Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. So today I want to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. As a matter of fact, I want you to go on a journey with me. I have been in sales for 40 years, actually more than 40 years at this point. And during that entire time, I have grown a great deal in my sales skills, my sales knowledge. The last 35 years I've been in consulting. And of course, when you have your own business, you're always in sales. But when I started out right after college, I got into sales, uh, pharmaceutical sales, and then laboratory medicine sales. I learned a lot about the medical industry and really enjoyed that. But it was really the sales side that intrigued me because it was one person interacting with another person. And things happened in that interaction that I really studied. Connection trust building. And out of those two things come influence. And this is going to play a part in something I'm going to talk to you about a little bit later in this episode, because those three primary elements of the sales process became foundational to the EQ fit approach, our proprietary approach to sales, to the way that we look at sales interactions. So you may have noticed the world's a little bit different today than it was three or four years ago. And because of that difference, there's a lot of things that have changed. Uh, When we talk about sales today, there are new dynamics that we have to consider. Virtual selling. That had its infancy maybe about 12 to 15 years ago for those who were ahead of their time, so to speak. But it really has become a staple in the sales environment of today. And now you have buyers who don't necessarily want to meet face-to-face. Instead of giving up an hour of their day for a sales call appointment, they now can take a virtual call in 15 or 20 minutes. And buyers like that. That's creating some stress for the salespeople. There are greater economic pressures today than we've had in a long time. There are massive, massive increases in email traffic. So I don't know about you, but if you've opened your inbox lately, I get hundreds of emails in a week And the vast majority of those, as fast as I try to unsubscribe, uh, they seem to just replicate on their own. And it's hard if you're a salesperson to get through all of that noise. Uh, These are just some of the challenges that people are facing today. And this whole episode is really focused on elevating sales. How do we take sales to the next level, especially with the challenges that we have today. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about is 
assessments and specifically sales assessments. There's a lot out there. There's about 200 or so sales assessments out there. And on top of that, there are hundreds of different sales trainings and methodologies and techniques. When you put all of that together, the noise is deafening. It is, it is just overwhelming. So how do you cut through all of that noise? How do you get to that point that you can really identify what's the right approach for your sales, for your team sales, for your organizational sales efforts? All of that comes down to having a focused approach. And that's the journey I want to take you on today as we talk about a focused approach to leveraging neuroscience in elevating sales to new levels. So how do we make sense of all of this? With all the noise, with all the distractions, all the disruptions, with the challenges that are out there, with all of the massive amounts of information flowing back and forth through emails, through the internet, through social media, where can we find some foundational elements that provide us that solid place to build a framework on that's going to help our sales efforts be successful? And it really starts with salespeople and sales teams. What I mean by that is we need to create agile and resilient salespeople and sales teams. Now, those two words are often overused. What is agile? What is resilient? Well, the way that I look at those terms, agile is that ability to think on your feet, to not be thrown off by emotional triggers, to be able to leverage your whole brain, the emotional side, the, the rational side, bring those together so you can operate at your highest cognitive levels. It is also the ability to shorten the down cycle that happens after you get a no. And we've all been there. We've all had somebody tell us no. And what happens, there's a, a standard process for anyone that as you're going along through your day, you get into an important appointment, you have that connection with someone, you think it's going the right direction and they tell you no. All of a sudden, your emotions kick in, you get triggered, you start to lose energy, you start to lose focus. You start to question and doubt yourself. So you get this dip, this downturn in energy and focus and agility and resilience and all of that. And it takes a while for that to come back up to the level where you can be optimally functional. And that process, the length of time that you live in that downturn, the more we can shorten that the better it is for the salesperson. 
I have learned over the years that the word no means not yet. Unless somebody looks at me and says, I never want to see your face again, I'm going to take every no as a not yet. Either the timing is not right, or I haven't explained something well enough, or I haven't, and this is probably more accurate, I haven't shown them how their pain, their frustration, their need will be satisfied with what I'm bringing to them. And we'll talk a little bit more about emotional drivers right now. I saw something recently that came out of a a marketing study. And this is a group of behavioral economists that basically found that consumer decision-making is 30% rational and 70% emotional. I'm going to say that again. 30% rational and 70% emotional. So they conclude, rightly so, purchasing decisions are strongly influenced by emotions. I know this to be true. I have seen it happen in my own experiences over and over and over. Whether I'm a seller or a buyer, many times we buy on emotion and then we rationalize it with logic. That illustration, that study that gives us an idea of how people make buying decisions becomes something very important. Emotional drivers become a very large part of the buying decision. Brian Tracy, who is a well-known sales trainer, I mean, trained over half a million salespeople worldwide, in his book, The Psychology of Selling, he states very clearly, buying decisions are 100% emotional. Now, to my knowledge, Brian Tracy is not an emotional intelligence expert or not a neuroscientist. And I may be wrong about that. He may have a great deal of expertise in that area. But the key here is that these are people who know what they're talking about and are telling us emotions are critically important if you want to have success in sales. So all these experts are pointing to the large part that emotions play in the buying decision process. We need to consider how to prepare our salespeople and, frankly, ourselves with the skills necessary to navigate the emotional dynamic in the sales effort. That's what it comes down to. And that's what I'm so passionate about. If people can become equipped with this insight, we can now develop very clear pathways for sales success. Let's look at those. So it's not really as complicated as it might look at first. There are three steps to elevating sales, and I want to focus on each of those in a little bit more detail than I normally do. The first is assess. What do I mean by that? If we want to elevate sales, we need to assess the following things. 
the current marketplace, the relevance and attractiveness of our products and services, our pricing strategy, our messaging and marketing, and the current state of our sales talent. And what I mean by that last point is how well-equipped are our salespeople to handle the environment in which they'll be selling. So those first four bullet points that I talked about are unique to the organization. There are many different factors that an organization will need to consider with those forced four. But the last one is one that if we get it right, can be extremely beneficial. And if we use the right tools, now what do I mean by that? So there's about 200 sales assessments out there in the marketplace today. Uh, The vast majority of those are personality-based And I've talked in the past about personality is not a primary predictor of success, although it can be very helpful. And we certainly use a personality assessment in the pre-hire process for salespeople and in the development process. There is some good information that comes out of a personality assessment. Having been in sales more than 40 years, I've known for a long time that something was missing in the way that we assess salespeople. About 10 years ago, I did a deep dive into neuroscience as a part of my consulting and leadership development work. And there it was. I found what was missing, and it's emotional intelligence. Now, there may be some that listen to this and, oh, it's that emotional intelligence stuff again. Guess what? You just expressed an emotion of disgust. (laughs) Emotions play a huge role in every decision we make, every action we take. And if that's the case, how important do you think they are in the buyer-seller environment? Well, they're critically important. We know that from what experts are telling us about that. I had waited for years to find an assessment that measured how salespeople were showing up to influence others. And that measurement needed to be in real time. It simply didn't exist. And I was tired of waiting. So I worked with the largest emotional intelligence organization in the world, six seconds, to create it myself. The EQ Fit Sales Profile is the result of that collaboration. These are people who have been in the emotional intelligence business or science for the entire time it's existed, 30-some years. I was able to collaborate with them with my sales background, sales skills, sales knowledge, experiences, and bring that terminology, that insight, and couple it with their expertise in neuroscience and emotional intelligence. What has come out of that is exactly what I was looking for. It's a combination of proven neuroscience or emotional intelligence with critical success factors 
for sales success. And it makes so much sense when you consider how big a role emotions play in the buying decision. So having created that assessment a few years ago, we can now have some true measure in real time of how a salesperson is applying themselves in eight different success factors for sales success. And that's important because different buyers need different things. So if someone is trained in this methodology and is able to measure how they're showing up, they can grow those skills. They can attain greater proficiency, mastery of those eight success factors, things like initiative and persistence and accountability and direction, friendliness, All of those things are important success factors. Now we can move on having good measures with good data. We can move on to step number two, which is equip. Assessment is great, but it's just the starting point. The step that we talk about now is equipping salespeople. With the added challenges, the equipping needs to be focused and consistent. So not just any old training, not just once every year, the once every year model of sales training, that's pretty much wasted money. You need to have consistent training, consistent coaching, and it needs to be frequent. And I'm not saying it has to be every month. Well, the coaching should be by the manager or the director, but it's an ongoing learning and growth process and support process that is going to help build more agile and more resilient salespeople and truly build a competitive advantage in the marketplace. So I want to focus very specifically on the emotional intelligence or neuroscience part of training and equipping. How does that happen? What does that look like? Well, first, we create a pathway for agile and resilient mindsets. That pathway is helping the individual salesperson to have a more confident and a more agile mindset. Why is that important? Because we know confidence breeds success. We know that agility allows someone to think on the fly, to make good decisions, to to have good judgment. And that's important in the sales process. The next step is the ability to navigate the emotions in themselves and in others. And if you've ever been a salesperson or ever tried to sell something, you know the thoughts that are going through your head. Are they going to say no? Am I going to get rejected? Oh, this is uncomfortable. Oh, I don't want to make that cold call. Oh, I'm anxious about that or I'm stressed about this or I'm fearful of that. Guess what? Those are all emotions. So the more that we can equip our salespeople to be very good at the competencies of emotional intelligence, frankly, the more successful they're going to be. And I have the data to prove that. 
I have done several case studies that show the higher the emotional intelligence, the more successful the salesperson. I have yet to meet a top gun salesperson that does not have very high emotional intelligence competencies consistently and across the board. And that's saying a lot. I mean, that's, that's real data that you can hang your hat on. The skill of recognizing patterns, how important would that be in understanding how a buyer makes decisions? What is their decision pattern? That's a part of emotional intelligence. How to build strong internal motivation. I don't know about you, but me as a salesperson, if I don't have good internal motivation, I'm probably not going to get a lot of external motivation. We get a lot of no's. We get a lot of uh, delays. There's a lot of external things that really don't motivate. And even the ones that we think do, like money or rewards or whatever, those are very, very short-lived motivators. As a matter of fact, after they are a motivator, they almost become a demotivator. Can we equip our salespeople with a better connection and trust-building skills? Guess where influence comes from? It comes from connection and trust-building. And then, how do we increase empathy in our salespeople, which is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, understand their pain points, their perspective, their needs, their desires, and most importantly, the emotional drivers that are driving them to make a decision. Empathy is critical to being successful in sales. I'm not saying soft. A lot of people will hear me say, oh, sympathy. No, empathy and sympathy are not the same thing. If you want to know more about that, go to our website and check it out. Go online and Google empathy and look it up because you'll find that empathy is a skill that is very important in really any relationship in life. We also want people to learn the power and the application of something I call hot cognition. I'm going to save that for another episode. Actually, there's a previous episode that talks about hot cognition. I recommend you go look that one up. So I focused on the neuroscience aspect because nobody else is really doing that to the depth and with the framework and the the resources that I've been able to develop over the last 10 to 12 years. Last step. The last step is now to align those first two steps. The assessing part, the equipping part. Now we align those so that we are focused on achieving our goals. Sales is one of the most easy things to track because it's mostly about numbers. Are we hitting the sales numbers quarterly, monthly, weekly, annually? And we can track those along the way. How many new customers are coming in on a consistent basis? Uh, How is our customer retention How is our customer satisfaction? There are so many numbers in sales that it really makes the alignment part much easier because we know what we're looking to achieve. 
I'm going to add some things to alignment that I think are very important. Number one, create a success pathway. What is that? Each individual salesperson understands their role and their specific pathway to success. Number two, accountability practices and standards. Every person, every role has a specific set of practices and standards of accountability that is based on their success pathway. What are they supposed to achieve? And number three, clear measures and metrics that every individual will know how they're being measured, what the metrics are, what they're accountable for, and be able to track that. If you don't have that for your sales team, you're missing out on a huge motivator because having that progress measured and visible to everyone can be a huge motivator for salespeople. And if it doesn't motivate salespeople, I might question why not? Because most true salespeople that are in it because they enjoy sales are looking to win and looking for that next deal. When all of these steps are defined and understood, you actually create what we call a liberating structure for people. What does that do? It gives them freedom to run really fast in their lane, freedom to better use their time, energy, and focus. Last thing, I'll leave you with this. The importance of the equipping process cannot be overstated. If we want to have successful salespeople, sales teams, sales efforts, then investing in those people in supporting them. They are your front line for bringing dollars in the door. And if we support them and equip them, especially with this emotional intelligence set of skills and competencies, you're going to create a competitive advantage in the marketplace through your people. And that is a very good place to be. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.